What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week eight running back rankings. So breaking down the top 36 RBs and then splitting these players up into tiers. As always, if you have any questions, you can drop them down below. Wide receiver top 36 will also be out today, but let's just dive right into it. Starting off in tier one here, we're going to have six running backs. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Alvin Kamara and Raheem Mostert. So CMC, really no question why he's the locked and loaded running back one pretty much every single week. Then Travis Etienne, dude's been on an absolute tear. Then we have Austin Eckler, who hasn't been great since coming back from injury, but it's been two games he's been back. He has a great matchup here against the Bears. I think we get a nice bounce back here um, in week eight. I think people have kind of forgotten. Austin Eckler has been that guy over the last two seasons, 20 plus points per game in the last two years. So I think we'll have a nice bounce back here against the Bears. Then we're going to have Tony Pollard. Hasn't necessarily flashed like the highest fantasy ceiling so far, but his usage has been great. I still think he's going to be a mid to high end RB1. Um, Alvin Kamara, this dude has just been racking up an insane amount of receiving volume. Derek Carr just consistently goes to him as a check down option. So until we see that, you know, kind of fall off, I feel like he has to be regarded as a really strong running back one play. And then Raheem Mostert, Coming off a rough game last week, Dolphins really just couldn't get the run game going. I think this is a better matchup here against the Patriots, you know, compared to the Eagles last week. The Dolphins run game has been fantastic pretty much up until last week. So I think he'll be solid moving forward. And then shifting into tier two, this is pretty much going to take us through our uh, top 12 running backs or top 13 running backs. Going to start off this tier with Jameer Gibbs. Now this may seem high for Jameer Gibbs, who really just had his first breakout game last week, but this is going to be assuming that David Montgomery is out. And we've seen two games with David Montgomery out and Jameer Gibbs has been fed a ton in both of those matchups. He has a solid matchup here against the Raiders. We know he has that strong receiving upside, so I really do think it's a fair ranking. Now, if David Montgomery somehow does play, then I think Jameer Gibbs takes a big hit and Montgomery would be the more valuable guy. But if David Montgomery is out, I think you fire up Jameer Gibbs with a whole lot of confidence this week. Behind him, we have Brees Hall, no longer on any sort of restrictions, uh, coming off a big game prior to the bye. Then he had the bye week, you know, not a terrible matchup here against the Giants. I think Brees Hall is a locked and loaded running back one rest of season. Then we're going to have Bijan Robinson here. He draws a tough matchup and coming off the weirdness from last week. I still think he's a really strong running back one play. I feel like they're going to fire him right back up as their top running back. Like I said, the Titans have been pretty tough against running backs, but it's not like they've been like impossible, not as tough as the Eagles. So even though it is a not so great matchup, Bijan also has that receiving upside. So I do like him as a top 10 guy. Saquon Barkley, solid since he's come back from his ankle. Um, you know, tough matchup here against the Jets, but I think he'll be fine as a running back one. At RB11, I have Isaiah Pacheco, and he draws a great matchup here against the Broncos. They have given up the most fantasy points per game to the running back position. So I think Pacheco's a nice, you know, slotting in as an RB1 here. He's logged some really impressive usages over the last few weeks clearly established himself as the running back one there for the uh, Chiefs. My RB12 is going to be Kenneth Walker. He draws a tough matchup here against the Browns. I think he's a little bit less matchup proof um, just because he's not overly involved as a pass catcher compared to some of the other guys who draw tough matchups, but he's been wildly consistent to start off the season. He's commanding a very strong workload. So someone who even in a tough matchup, you're still going to fire him up very confidently. And then two more guys to kind of wrap up this tier, DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs. For DeAndre Swift, he's been really impressive since taking over that RB1 role. Didn't have a crazy uh, week seven game. We saw Kenneth Gainwell kind of step in, take a goal on carry. Obviously, that's not ideal. But, I mean, he's getting a ton of other work. I think he's a nice fringe RB1 this week. And then Josh Jacobs. 
I understand he's been very disappointing and he does draw a tough matchup here against the Lions, but the workload is there. I feel like the efficiency is going to have to come. Um, you get Jimmy G back, which should mean this offense is a little bit better off. I'm still confident starting Josh Jacobs, even with the slow start. Obviously, you haven't gotten what you drafted him for, but if you picked him, you just got to keep rolling with him at this point. And then shifting into tier three, only a three running back tier here. We're going to have Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and Joe Mixon. So for JT, he was pretty much in a 50-50 split with Zach Moss last week. I think that's going to skew a little bit more towards JT here in week eight, but I still think Zach Moss is going to be somewhat involved. Like once this, you know, kind of settles in a few weeks, it could be like a JT 70-30 split maybe 75 25 but even that seems extreme i still feel like we're working towards that so you combine that with not a great matchup here against the saints i think he's more of a high-end running back too in a couple of weeks though he could definitely be locked in there as an rb1 or even once we get bye weeks back he'll probably be locked in there as a uh, top 12 running back then derrick henry he has had his workload take a hit he draws a tough matchup here against the Falcons, and now you throw in the fact that you're probably going to get Will Levis slash Malik Willis at quarterback, so who knows how well this offense is really going to be able to move the ball. We've seen Tajay Spears come in. If they go down, it could turn into a Spears game, so he's not like the you know locked and loaded RB1 that we've seen in previous seasons, but still going to be like a higher end running back two for me, and then the final guy in this tier is going to be Joe Mixon. 49ers defense, obviously tough, and Joe Mixon hasn't been great, but this is kind of a similar argument to the Josh Jacobs thing. He's getting the volume. His workload is solid. I also think that Joe Mixon is probably going to be the healthiest we've seen him all season. Coming off the bye week, the calf should be better, so I do think that helps Joe Mixon. Um, if the offense as a whole is going to be scoring more points, being more efficient, that is then going to translate over to some better Joe Mixon fantasy production. Now, moving into Tier 4, do think there's kind of a little bit of a fall off into this tier, but we're going to go Gus Edwards, Aaron Jones, James Cook, and Ramondre Stevenson. Now, this may seem high for Gus Edwards. I just really like his matchup, and he's logged very consistent workloads ever since J.K. Dobbins went down. And with Justice Hill kind of getting banged up shortly after Dobbins went down, he's really locked up that RB1 role. So if you're going to give him a solid set of carries, I love the matchup here against the Cardinals. I think he's a really strong running back to play. After Gus Edwards, I'm going to have Aaron Jones here. And it feels weird kind of putting Aaron Jones, you know, ranked below uh, Gus Edwards. But we saw him have a very limited workload last week. He was outsnapped by A.J. Dillon. I would expect that to flip here in week eight. But like, is it going to flip all the way back to what we saw early on in the season before he kind of has injury problems? Who knows? That's why I'm going to be a little bit, you know, play it safe here. Rank him as a mid-tier RB2. Behind him, James Cook. Not a great matchup here against the Buccaneers. Saw much better usage in week seven than what we saw in week six. But this is still going to be somewhat of a split. He lacks that high weekly ceiling just due to not getting a lot of goal line work. So pretty much a fair spot here. Then Ramondre Stevenson kind of, you know, established himself back as the RB1, but there's still going to be somewhat of a split here with Zeke. Zeke could lean towards getting some of the goal line work. The carries are definitely going to be split. So Ramondre, I think he's a nice like mid-tier RB2. And then shifting into tier five, this is getting into the range of players where maybe Ifion kind of thrown into your lineups this week. Starting off with Rashad White, his usage has been really solid. The problem has just been he hasn't been super effective. The touchdowns haven't been there and the efficiency hasn't been there. Are they going to be there here against the Vikings? Personally, I'm not super confident in it, but he does have the workload to give you some decent production, which is why he's going to be leading this tier. 
Then we're going to have Javante Williams, still somewhat of like a three-headed committee here with McLaughlin and uh, Samaj Pirine, but Javante is clearly the more valuable back, and I do think he's going to be able to build on his workload throughout the season. Remember, he's coming back from the ACL, so he should start peaking you know, middle back half of the season. Then we're going to have Kareem Hunt with Jerome Ford going down with that ankle injury, doubtful for the uh, week eight game. It would seem like Kareem Hunt would step into that like 1A to uh, Pierre Strong's 1B in that committee. We saw him playing behind Jerome Ford, so I think he would step up. Um, so just like Jerome Ford, like he was never a super confident play, more of like a fringe running back two week to week. That's where I have Kareem Hunt here stepping into that role. Then we have Brian Robinson, definitely a little bit of a fall off here for B-Rob. He draws a really tough matchup against the Eagles, and the usage with that commander's backfield was definitely concerning. You had Chris Rodriguez kind of enter that backfield and take a pretty significant chunk of the carries. That's not great if Brian Robinson isn't dominating the work on the ground. You combine that in with a tough matchup. I do think he falls out of the uh, top 24 running backs this week. Now we are going to be pivoting into a very, very large and pretty gross tier six. A lot of these running backs are going to be in committees or pretty ambiguous situations. So a lot of these guys have their usage kind of up in the air. So I had to make some tough calls, maybe, you know, kind of predict what player I thought would lead the backfield this week. But we're going to start it off with Amari DiMercato. Now, he does not draw a great matchup here against the Ravens, but of the guys in this tier, he's probably the best option who's coming off a very, very strong workload. After being involved in a three-headed split in the first game without James Conner playing, he came in in the uh, second game without James Conner in week seven and handled a massive workload. So he handled a massive workload of these players. Like I said, I feel like he probably is the best shot of replicating it. If he can replicate it, even with you know a tough matchup, He's used as a pass catcher, even in a trailing game script. He could be involved. So he is going to lead this tier, but definitely not feeling great about it. Uh, then we have Alexander Madison. Like I said, had to make some tough calls with these committees. I like the matchup here against the Packers, but we did see Cam Akers start to eat into that workload. A lot of these players are pretty condensed, but I would lead towards Alexander Madison leading that committee. Plus the matchup puts him up here as my RB27. Then we're going to have Darrell Henderson, who pretty clearly led his backfield, even though it was a split between himself and Royce Freeman. I do think he just draws a really tough matchup here against the Cowboys. So if you're splitting those touches, even if it's like, you know, 60-40, how valuable of a role is that going to be? He probably will need to get into the end zone to really stamp a decent fantasy day. Don't know if you really want to be banking on that. Uh, behind Henderson, we have Roshan Johnson. And Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman are pretty tough guys to rank for me because two weeks ago when we found out Khalil Herbert was going on IR and before we knew that Roshan Johnson was going to miss that week six game, it seemed like a great opportunity for Roshan Johnson to step in, be the workhorse, or at least clearly lead that backfield with Khalil Herbert out. Unfortunately, he has a kind of a slow turnaround from the concussion, misses two games, and that was after like the Thursday night game. So he had a week and a half the first time. He misses two games. We see Deonta Foreman come in, who was a healthy scratch early on in the season, comes in and plays really well over the last two weeks. So now with Roshan Johnson likely back, what's that backfield going to look like? Personally, as you can tell by these rankings, I would lean towards them going with Roshan Johnson as the RB1, because even though Deonta Foreman has produced fantasy-wise, he's still been in a split with Darrington Evans, who they pulled up on the practice squad. So it's not like they love Foreman so much. They came in, gave him this huge workload. He was still very much in pretty much like a 50-50 split. 
uh, with Evans. So I would lead towards Johnson, but I don't think you're crazy if you just want to keep riding with uh, Foreman. Behind Roshan, we're going to have Damian Pierce. Another tough call with trying to predict who will lead that backfield. Devin Singletary played the better role prior to their bye week, but I think the bye week probably benefits Damian Pierce. Um, get that O-line a little bit healthier, really get them locked and loaded, which should help Pierce on the ground. And then just, you probably prefer the younger option. You want to get Damian Pierce involved. You want him to be a running back of the future. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they're splitting carries and uh, Devin Singletary is more involved as a pass catcher. That's definitely a decent possibility. Then we are going to have Zach Moss. He's been locked into a solid workload, even with Jonathan Taylor back. I do think JT is going to continue to kind of work his way into that split, but he's still probably going to... Uh, handle a lot of touches in that game. Then we're just going to go like back-to-back Panthers wide receivers, or sorry, Panthers running backs, uh, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. We had seen Miles Sanders lead the backfield early on. Then we saw like a 50-50 split. Then we saw Chuba Hubbard kind of take over, but Miles Sanders was also banged up. So coming off the bye, I really feel like this backfield could go in a variety of different ways. Decent matchup here against the Texans, but I don't think you can feel overly confident about either of these guys. But I guess on the other hand, both of them have the opportunity to just like come out and lead the backfield. So maybe there is some sort of hidden upside there. And then another back-to-back running back duo, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Even though we saw Najee outscore Warren last week, Warren has still been the better option on the season, way more involved as a pass catcher. So I do slightly prefer him, but they're right in the same spot. And then the final guy in this tier mentioned him, Devin Singletary. He could end up leading this backfield over Damian Pierce. And then just a few honorable mentions to kind of guys also in these splits who could have filtered in here on one of the last few spots, all very condensed. Deonta Foreman, like I mentioned, he could be on here. Pierre Strong playing like the 1B uh, behind Kareem Hunt. And then A.J. Dillon could also be involved if Aaron Jones doesn't bounce back in the way that I'm hoping for. Um, So that's going to wrap it up for my top 36 running backs, plus a few guys added in there. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.